0: high school football game of the week. Listen, man, tonight is the do make
1: the night for yourself.
0: Not one, but two of the best games in the triad every Friday. All comes down to today. Cats to action on WTOB 980 AM and 96.7 FM. We'll okay, so tune in to our second game on WCOG 1320 AM. Both games powered by Tobacco you your home for triad sports.
2: Find your next car at Auto Store of North Carolina in Walkertown. Their goal is to make car shopping and car buying experience fast, friendly, and easy. They have helped hundreds of customers get behind the wheel of a newer, reliable, quality used car, and they can help you too. Stop by and speak with one of their sales professionals today and drive away with your new car. The Auto Store of North Carolina, 4964 Meatsville Road in Walkertown. Give them a call at 336 595 8550 and view the current inventory of vehicles at store of NC.com
0: Hey y'all, Tiny's Mobile Auto. Is your car broke down? Are you stuck somewhere? Do you need a mechanic? You
1: don't want to call a tow truck? Call Tiny's Mobile Auto. He'll come out to you, do your work, whatever you need done, your regular maintenance, or if you broke down on the side of the road, give him a call. All you have to do is pick up the
2: phone and call 336 423 6241. You don't even have to see me. Just let me know what's wrong with your car and I will come and fix it, y'all. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, I'm on the Twitters. whatever you. When you guys
0: need 336 423 6241. As always,
1: I'll be seeing you. This is PJ Washington, and you're listening to Tobacco road
3: Sports Radio on WWBG 1470 AM, your home of the Hornets basketball and the triad. This should be played at high volume.
0: Welcome to Out of Pocket. Here's your host, Michael Davis.
3: And we're back, baby. Welcome to Out of Pocket with Michael Davis on Tobacco Road Sports Radio, TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com, WWBG 1470 AM as far your TGI Friday lineup. I am your host, Michael Davis. We are joined by the producer, Desmond Johnson, playing some beats in the background maybe. we got some Carson Williams back on the show. Uh, we're not going to talk about the NBA Finals today, by the way. That was yeah. two weeks ago. We don't, waste, we don't want to waste any uh, part of that on the show today and we also got Esteban Serrano repping his spurs today guys it is so 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 good to be back and I m- I missed everybody last week I was getting texts like hey are you are you are you are you going to be on today are you going to be on today I'm like hold up taking a little break taking a little <laughs> vacay uh got my hand in a couple different pots right now that have pulled my attention away and now everybody deserves a little break or a vacation and none more than the producer Desmond Johnson. And we're just right off the heels of the NBA draft last night. And that is going to dominate a lot of our show today. We will also have a couple people from the all Hornets team of sports illustrated in starting at four 30 today, talking about why the Charlotte Hornets may have messed up their opportunity at the number two overall pick, uh, Carson's shaking his head like that's a false statement. It's really not. Um, But we got to talk about this number one pick. Number one pick is Victor Wimbenyama. Finally got that name right after several tries. Uh, He is going to the San Antonio Spurs. I believe everybody will know his name. Uh, Esteban's got the number one pick for people watching on YouTube. If you comment on YouTube, your comment could potentially flash up on the screen. Uh, it's a really cool opportunity. That's why we do these live so you guys can engage with us. But Esteban, Victor has come into the Spurs organization as the number one overall pick and watching him stand up, he was just towering over everybody last night. Uh, what was your reaction to him going number one last night, even though it was a foregone conclusion?
4: Uh, well, it was it was just a relief to finally hear his name being called, honestly because we've been waiting for it for so long as Spurs fans at least and as as a matter of fact while we're doing the show right now he's actually supposed to be flying into San Antonio and there's people all over the city just waiting for his his plane to land so it's 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 pretty cool um it was pretty cool to hear his name last night I was at the watch party at the AT&T Center doing my doing my blog so it was pre- it was a pretty cool environment and people were just ecstatic to hear his name finally be called
3: well cool. You didn't get to go to Barclays, so I guess the next best thing is to be surrounded by all your Spurs fans. Also, shout out to the Cowboys pennant behind you. I really oh, yeah. appreciate that. I got—I know
4: you can't see it, but I got a Super Bowl Champa poster right here underneath. Oh, no. you, right here, this is yeah. Not good.
3: <laughs> this, is, this is very good. This is why I invite Destin on the show—not to hype up his Spurs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, when the Heat and Spurs me up in the finals, you know, we we win. Don't don't mention the 14. But Carson, uh your thoughts on Victor Wembanyama going number 1 to the Spurs yesterday.
5: Yeah, it was no surprise. I mean, everything he he was easily the best prospect in the draft and the best prospect prospect since LeBron, I think. Uh but what really caught my eye was the emotion that he showed and I was surprised. Yeah. I hadn't known I didn't know a lot about him before um but i listened to a podcast with him and jj Redick, and uh, i was really impressed with this his maturity and that he's been the number one like he, everybody knew he was going to be the number one pick for like a year now a year now thank you ethan appreciate it everybody knew he was going to be the uh the number one pick for a year now i did not expect him to cry like that and he just bawled his eyes out and it shows how much he really loves the game uh, which i love and uh, there was a lot of emotion last night in the draft which i was very happy about.
3: Yeah, JJ Reddick mentioned that on the ESPN broadcast of the NBA draft. Also, Carson and I letting the flow go yes. this week on Out of Pocket. Uh, <laughs> really appreciate Esteban. And Dez also needs to catch up on the flow part. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting you mentioned like the best prospect since LeBron. Okay. Uh, Dez showing his luscious locks right there. <laughs> 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 They're flowing in the wind. <laughs>
0: I need like a uh, uh, like a, a, a Randy Jackson from uh, Coming to America, Soul Glow like wig that I can start wearing during uh, out of pocket. So I'm go- I'm gonna be on the case. and look for one.
3: Okay, <laughs> good. I've work at YMCA camp, also producing their uh, camp radio station, and there are a couple kids that are like, "Hey, breaking news! They call me Boomer. They're like, Boomer's wearing a wig." <laughs> No, I'm not. Just calm down. That's all natural right there. That's that's all it is. Yeah. That, that's why I wear a headset so nobody can pull it off of during right. right the broadcast. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, but it, it's comfortable. You mentioned, like, Carson, you know, best prospect since LeBron. I can remember two players who were considered, like, can't-miss prospects coming out of the NBA. One of them I was right on. One of them the jury's still out, but it's not looking good. One of them was Ben Simmons, but the knock on him was his shooting. And I was like, Ben Simmons is going to be a bust. People don't believe it. They started crowning him, and then a few years in the league, he's not been too good. The other one, Zion Williamson. Yeah. And that's one where the jury's still out because of his health, but a lot of people questioned his size and would he be durable enough for the NBA. With Victor Wimbinyama, I'm not hearing a lot of – you know, criticisms or hesitations in terms of like him being a missable prospect. Uh, Des, do you think he's the transcendent player everyone's saying?
0: I think he can be. Um, I think, uh, after a year or two and getting a little bit more strength on his frame, I don't think he has to fill out or anything. But then again, seven foot five, if he could get, I don't know what he weighs right now, but at seven five, if he could just get up to like, 280. <laughs> yeah. And he still look like a stick, but he would be uh pretty pretty daunting. I mean, imagine a three foot or three inch taller Giannis is kind of what I'm kind of picturing right. like as his ceiling in terms of what he could get to. Although, to be honest, from what I can see, he shoots better than Giannis right now. Uh, in terms of he's got a natural shot, uh, his handles are better than Giannis. Like he's he's a seven five guard. Um, so I mean. He landed in the right spot in San Antonio, in my opinion, because San Antonio has proven over the past two decades they know what to do with foreign players, and uh, I, I feel like it's just a natural fit right there. I wish he could have came to Charlotte, but I think San Antonio is going to be the best spot for him. He's about – I would say LeBron is probably the last prospect that was like a can't-miss type guy that came out, because even when Zion came out, there were still questions about his weight. and uh injury history the kid's been injured since junior year of high school like literally like every year he's had some kind of nagging injury um so I, yeah I, I think he's going to be fine and i think greg popovich will be the one that'll be able to guide him uh here over the next couple of years and who knows five or six years we might be talking about pop with another dynasty with, with, with victor here
3: if pop stays along enough to coach i S- think this spot- is the only thing
0: to make him stay because i think if they hadn't gotten his number one pick pop might have left in a couple of years if not after this season, to be honest. I'm sure it had to be draining for him.
3: I mean, he's he's already 74 years old. Esteban, yeah. do you think Pop stays long enough to develop Wimbanyama?
4: Yeah, well, I think Pop's been in a in a pretty uh pretty down place recently, losing his wife and everything. So he's kind of using basketball as a way to, like, mm. I guess move on from that. He's kind of using it as, you know, this is kind of what keeps me going, keeps me happy now. And I don't think he's toward retirement anytime soon, especially since now they want the number one pick. Now they got Victor and everything like that. So, um, only time will tell. I mean, you know, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? And the whole thing with Victor too. You know, it, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see what he what he decides to do in a few years. Say, hey, maybe he wins one more. Maybe he's satisfied. Maybe he he thinks he can go three more. You know, it, it's just a matter of time. Time will tell. And you know, like we said with Victor, we we just don't know right now. He's not, you know, and he, he's Pop said this last night at a press conference, and I'll never forget this because he said. Uh, he's not LeBron. We don't want to treat him like Kobe, like Tim. We want to treat him as Victor. He's Victor. He's not anybody else. So, you know, that, that's just kind of telling you right there. Only time will tell what, what this, what this does and what kind of dynasty quote unquote will be built with this guy. So I see him sticking around maybe, maybe about four or five more years of anything. If he wins one more championship, I, I think he really wants that sixth ring. So he's really going to chase it as
3: much as possible. Do you think I'll, I'll start with Carson with this one? Do you think the Spurs have enough around Wembenyama and Popovich to make the playoffs in the very deep Western Conference this year?
5: Um, That's about say, saying
3: no. So I will
5: say they can make the play-in, um, depending on Victor. I, I'm just so worried about his health. Uh, I know he played all 70 games in his league in France, but but like. That's just a scary frame, man. Um, if he can stay healthy and be the player that I know he could be, um, then, yeah, I could see them making the play-in. I don't think they're going to make a playoff run because um, they don't have those pieces around him. But, yeah, he can make the play-in. And if he makes the play-in, it is going to be so huge for the city of San Antonio. People are going to freak out around him because right now he is not expected to make a deep playoff run, I don't think. But if they can make the play-in after these – past down years, the city of San Antonio is going to f- just flock around him even more than they already are. It's going to be great.
3: Hey, anything can happen if you make the plan, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> like well, maybe except for <laughs> win the championship.
0: That's, that's, that's <laughs> not true, this is the worst team in the league. Like they were picking number one for a reason. Like they're still yeah. far away from like we could probably sit here together collectively and name 10 teams in the West that are going to be in the playoff picture before we even go near uh, San Antonio, right? I mean Denver Phoenix Lakers the Clippers
3: I knew he'd say the Lakers Uh the the
5: Timberwolves
0: um hell the Pelicans That's sick Well if
5: if Zion could stay healthy
0: Even if he doesn't I think the Pelicans would have a better yeah, shot no, Wait, wait Timberwolves
5: top. in the East right No they're no, in the West Timberwolves they're in the
0: West. Um, um I'm forgetting here I'd pick OKC before I'd pick San Antonio just because of really. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Playing game, at least. I mean, the West is loaded like Golden State. I mean, said Golden State. I'm six teams in Golden State. I mean, it's (laughs) just (laughs) it's ridiculous the amount of teams are in the West. It's going to take some time. I think there's only been like I think I saw the stat the other day. There's only been like two or three overall number one picks whose team made the playoffs like their rookie year. Uh, One of them was Magic Johnson. Wow. That like Kareem, uh, and they went I to think the LeBron finals.
3: was the other one.
0: Not LeBron didn't go to year three. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Kobe, oh, he uh,
3: barely missed his first year. Yeah,
0: so I mean, it's really rare for a number one pick to make it to the playoffs in their rookie season. So I would, I I'd pump the brakes a little bit on
3: that a little bit. Wow. Well, only time will tell if you know what Victor Wembanyama transcends this organization to. But one of the big telling things was Scoot Henderson was drafted to Portland. At number three, we're going to hold off on the Brandon Miller hate for the second segment. Oh, no hate.
5: I'm going to defend him. You guys aren't going to be able to hate him. Yeah, I
3: I think we will. Uh, (laughs) Matt and Nicholas are going to join us uh, at the beginning of the second segment to talk about Brandon Miller. But Scoot goes to Portland, and I'm starting to think that this tells a sign that Damian Lillard's pretty sure he's getting traded maybe to a specific team. (laughs) Des, what's your uh, thoughts on Scoop?
0: Uh, Well, I feel feel bad now, and Matt will probably echo this when he comes in here in a little bit at 4.30, because we did an All Hornets uh, Sports Illustrated roundtable right before the draft yesterday and put that article out. And my grade was the lowest grade for Brandon Miller. I gave him a D. Like if we, uh, <laughs> if we select them, oh my I, was, oh, gosh. I was just like, no, I don't want him. I want Scoot Henderson. And if they pick Brandon Miller, I'm going to let them know why I don't like it. I, I did put in there that I didn't think Brandon Miller was a bad player. Far from it. Matter of fact, his coming out party was against my Tar Heels in that four overtime game at the beginning of the year that gave him their first loss of the season in college basketball. That's when everybody found out who uh, who he was because he went off in that game. So it didn't. I guess I didn't think that they would move him to guard cuz he played small forward I think in college. And it, from all accounts it sounds like he was the guy they wanted from the very beginning. Sounds like he's going to play at, at a shooting guard, which actually makes some sense cuz now you've got two 69 guys in your yeah. backcourt like that that's that's unique, <laughs> you know. And then if Miles Bridges is coming back, you got him at small forward, you drafted Mark Williams last year. That's a pretty good core and they're all under the age of 23. I mean, that's that's if you can keep that together. and and build with it i'm happy with that so i might have to retract my d for miller i was very intrigued with having scoot and Lamelo in the backcourt but as i slept on it and woke up this morning i realized it was really more of i was more worried that Lamelo would leave the hornets and scoot would be a backup plan in case he left because of the dysfunction in the the franchise so i think that's where my initial grade came from but now that i've slept on it and gone through a day or so I'm okay with Miller as long as, you know, he's learned from previous trans. Well, he didn't really do anything, but as long as he's learned to keep his circle tight uh, and him and Miller are already friends. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens.
3: That's the uh, color blindness looking through with uh, (laughs) teal and purple glasses right there a little bit yeah <laughs> it's like we, we we got them oh well uh SMO, where are the odds you see uh do caroline teams only draft to alabama that, that's true down, that's town, yeah true. bryce young to the panthers brain <laughs> to the Hornets. i mean
0: it's not like alabama is like this uh this like school that's like in the back of another school but you know what i mean like like these athletes aren't good it is alabama i mean it's it's not a bad place to get some players from <laughs>
3: They've never been known as a basketball school though.
0: Reached number one this year with yep. Miller. And he's the SEC player of the year and freshman of the year. So I, you know what? I'm, okay.
5: <laughs> I'm okay. I just can't I don't I can't imagine how you guys can hate on hate on him. He's such a he's such a, a good player. He can fit in so well in basically any team because every team needs a player like him.
0: That's the that's the perception. I was talking with JP Mundy about this earlier today, where he was saying if they picked on fit, everybody should be fired from the Hornets. And the more I thought about it, I was like, well, I don't think they picked on fit because he was a small forward in college. And we already have two small forwards and Gordon Hayward and, uh, and it appears miles bridges will be back here soon. So it wasn't a fit pick. They kind of picked them based off of their, their evaluation and talent. And they're very thorough in terms of checking backgrounds and stuff like that. So I feel like they did their due diligence. I feel like they feel like he can slide right in beside Lamelo. Um, while it might be a good fit, I don't think they picked on fit is probably the best way to put it.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because you like mentioned, you know, would they keep LaMelo if they drafted Scoot? That's the situation Portland's in right now is, do they keep Damian Lillard now that they have Scoot? Esteban, do you see Damian Lillard come into a certain uh, South Beach team?
4: Uh, I don't know about South Beach team, but, you know, it, <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, I honestly, I honestly don't know what his future holds. To be honest with you, I can tell you, I can tell you one thing though: every draft prospect in this year's draft is going to make a difference in the teams this year. I think, in the top top five, I think, are going to are really going to, you know, shift these teams to getting into playoffs, like, or maybe even potentially going farther. I mean, everyone's going to make a difference. This is probably one of the most important drafts in our lifetime, not just because of Wimbenyama, but because of the the next the next four picks.
0: This was a much stronger draft mm-hmm. than last year, for sure. Like, last oh, year was, like, weak sauce to me. And, like, yeah. the top three this year would probably have went ahead of everybody last year except for maybe Paolo.
5: Yeah. I would say Paolo would go – would still – Would he still go number one? He would, he oh, would be number one. Victor. No, not even close. But yeah. uh, I think he would probably still go number two.
0: Over Miller? Ah. Uh, yeah. See, that's I'd say, it depends I'd say on, Bank it depends, on, it
5: depends on who's drafting, but, um, like, yeah. who's, the, who's in the top three. But uh if it, was, uh, if yeah, if it mean, was
0: Charlotte drafting it too and Caro well, was there, Ben Caro Say. I would still
5: say, just, was still we, say Miller. Bancaro.
0: See, that's the see they already have a guy like Paul. Well, they have a couple guys like Paulo, like already they've drafted first round the past four years, mm-hmm. it feels like that that power forward tweener six ten guy, Kai Jones basically. Right. Uh, yeah, I think actually I think Carson's right. I think they would have picked Brandon Miller anyway.
3: No, well, are there are there ain't guys on the Hornets roster better than Caro? at that position right now no 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 okay. <laughs> then you take but, care but
5: they don't but they don't need that position as much as they need a shooting guard you know they don't need that position as much as they need shooting and uh as much as i love paulo i'm a duke guy but brandon miller was like a top three shooter maybe top five shooter in this year's draft so that's like that's the right pick i think i'm I love it. into
0: it mm
3: mm-hmm. Mm -mm. I I loved what Esteban said, though. It's like I was watching the draft last night and it felt like every player that was drafted in the lottery and a little afterwards, too, like they are meant to play for their team right now. Yeah. And contribute pretty early on from the Thompson twins,
5: from Derek Lively to Dallas. They needed a rim protector. That was a great pick by by uh, by Dallas. I mean, it was OKC's pick, but. He's going to Dallas, and that was great. Yeah. And, and, and I think the Thompson twins,
3: I think they've put them in a good position, especially the one that went to Detroit. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say after Detroit, I know they have to do some stuff in free agency. I feel like they could be a sleeper playoff team in the East.
5: Um, they mm. end
3: team, maybe
5: it's, uh, it, it comes down to Cade Cunningham and if he's healthy. And then when he is healthy, how does he play? Cause, uh, I know it's going to sound crazy. I was never huge on Cade Cunningham, um, even in college. I just didn't love him really? as much as everybody else loved him. Um, but, yeah, we're just going to have to see how he plays. Uh, but but I think he's a good – I think what, Asar Thompson was, mm-hmm. was the one that went – I think that he's going to pair great with Cade Cunningham, with Cade's uh, playmaking skills.
3: I, I, feel like, I feel like Detroit could be like one of these like New York teams or Cleveland teams where there's a lot of youth and it just clicks. I feel like Thompson's that glue guy for them.
5: Maybe I could see, it. I think it, I think it's going to take them a year, two years to really gel that together.
0: Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. so rare for a rookie to come in and lead a team into the playoffs, especially pick that high. Cause usually Usually your team suck. That's why you're pe- you're picking so high. So like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like one <laughs> one 19 year old coming in is usually not gonna do it unless that 19 year old is Magic Johnson. And even then right. they yeah. had Kareem already. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. already MVP of the league when he got there. So I mean, it's just I don't know. LeBron couldn't do it, Jordan couldn't do it. Like, I mean, it's it's a really hard thing to do. Uh but I will say it'll probably be easier in the east than in the west. Well, not probably, it will be easier in the east yeah, than in the
3: west. That's part of yeah. the reason I'm saying it too.
0: Yeah. I could see a team right at 500 or even below 500 getting into the playoffs in the East next year. Yeah. So maybe –
3: could maybe, Mike, maybe. (laughs) Because Washington's got worse. I don't trust Charlotte in that position. I don't know what Washington's doing. Washington's going to be the worst team in the
0: league. I think they're trying to be, yeah. I don't know what they're doing.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Jordan Poole's about to – average 50 points a game just because he's the only player
0: <laughs> on that team. Or 50 shots, at least. Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody to punch me over here. Uh, and he's going to start launching all over the place. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, Detroit possibly. Hell, I think Charlotte has a good shot to make the playoffs if they can stay healthy. Like, I thought they could make the playoffs this past year, but they just had so many injuries that just banged them yeah. up. And I think they're going to be a surprise next year if LaMelo's healthy throughout the year. I'm not counting Gordon Hayward. I've given up on that ship. If LaMelo can be healthy through the year, uh, and these pieces we've talked about are going to be there and they're going to actually play them, watch out for Charlotte. That could be a fun team to watch.
3: But it's very interesting, like all the players that could help their teams, uh, Derek Whitehead to Brooklyn, Yaquez to Miami. I still got to pronounce that name, even though he's on my own team. Uh, <laughs> Magic making a couple moves for Anthony Black and Jet Howard. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know before we get these, uh, Hornets guys, in who you guys think had the best draft
5: night last night? Carson, I'll start with you. The Rockets. Uh, I don't think it's really particularly close. I mean, Cam Whitmore sliding to twenty was so. Oh my gosh! I don't understand how it happened.
0: Was there like an injury concern or something? With they, it was oh, injury it was concern. Room. He
5: had he had a he's had back injuries in the past, huh. um, so that's what he slid for. But I mean, how? like I I get it but with a a guy with his potential I mean he's gotta he's gotta go earlier and then rockets people were people were saying he could go like top 5
0: yeah he and, was projected top 5 pretty much the past 2 months and then right
5: and then you get him at 20 like that's insane the rockets came away the clear winners of this draft. I mean, the Spurs obviously have Wimby and that's great, but like uh, yeah. but, that's, that's <laughs> anybody, but anybody
4: other than the Spurs, we're talking
3: about right, <laughs> no one right. right. Uh, and the question was who won the draft? Esteban,
5: yeah. like you include your team guess, in there. I guess, but yeah, I, I, I would be amiss if I didn't include my include my Cavs in this. I don't think they were the draft winners. But I loved Imani, Imani Bates at the 49th pick. I tweeted before and said that they should pick him because his just ceiling is so high if he can if he can just kind of rein himself in. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love it. And Cleveland has a really good culture there too, so I think he's going to be good.
3: Yeah. Esteban, real quick before we get into break, who do you think won the draft?
4: <laughs> okay, excluding the Spurs because, you know, I'm a Spurs fan, right? And as a Spurs fan, I have to say, I have to agree with Carson. The Rockets definitely won this one. They got it, and they got a man, Thompson. And Cam Whitmore, shockingly, like you said, didn't go top 10, which I was shocked about too. Uh, so I, I think getting one of the Thompson twins was already a win yeah. because of how much talent that they both have. And let's just put it this way, man. The G League is, is really a, a, a hotspot now for a lot of these players. And overtime elite, really, too. We had both those twins. So that that's a that's a win in my book right there. Uh, I'll never get over the fact last night that there were <laughs> Rockets fans throwing fingers when they threw, when they uh, drafted one but the Rockets <laughs> definitely had the best night in terms of the draft. They had two picks to, uh, first round. Uh, so pr- pretty, amazing stuff.
5: Real quick. College basketball is not looking good. Like what? It was the, it was one out of the top seven picks. Yeah. Was uh was a college player. The rest were foreign or G league. For yeah, college? that's, that's no, that so
0: Anthony Anthony Black was from Arkansas, so okay, there so were two two, two, out two out of them.
5: the top seven. Yeah. I
0: mean, think about the college basketball season this past year, though. Was it really that exciting when you look right. back on it? You know, like, and we we talked about that, where it felt like there was something missing with college basketball. Really, the past two years, really, yeah. well, maybe longer than that. Nine, actually, three, four, right before yeah. COVID. I think two. I think twenty nineteen yeah. was the peak with the Zion year was the peak of college year. basketball, where like you kind of knew players on other teams and that kind of thing. This year, I'm sitting there watching the NBA draft and I'm just lost after like picking. Like, I don't know who that is. So
4: when there's, no, when there's no blue blood in your bracket, you know it's bad.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah. yeah I texted uh, Trevor, he has been a guest on here, the host to put Two pointers podcast, and I was like, "Can you tell me a little bit about who Miami picked?" I don't watch UCLA basketball, <laughs> but uh, we gotta get into a quick break. When we come back, we got Matt Aquiza, Nicholas Mullick from the All Hornets Sports Illustrated to talk about Brand Miller and that pick for the Charlotte Hornets. Next on Out Pocket with Michael Davis on Tobacco Road Sports Radio, WWBG fourteen seventy AM, as part of your TGI Friday lineup.
0: It's the high school football game of the week. Listen, man, tonight is the night. You make the night for yourself. Not one, but two of the best games in the triad every Friday. All comes down to today. Catch the action on WTOB 980 AM and 96.7 FM. We okay, got my man, I got Or tune in to our second game on WCOG 1320 AM. Both games powered by TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com, your home for triad sports. So where exactly can you hear Tobacco Road Sports Radio?
5: Oh, uh, North Carolina, Kernersville,
0: Salisbury, you know what I'm saying, Burlington. I didn't bring a from
5: Greensboro,
0: Charlotte. For the best in live sports debate, live sporting events, and more, tune in at Tobacco Road Sports Radio, TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com.
2: the wow.
0: Archdale. Find your next
2: car at Auto Store of North Carolina in Walkertown. Their goal is to make car shopping and car buying experience fast, friendly, and easy. They have helped hundreds of customers get behind the wheel of a newer, reliable, quality used car, and they could help you too. Stop by and speak with one of their sales professionals today and drive away with your new car. The Auto Store of North Carolina, 4964 Reedsville Road in Walkertown. Give them a call at 336-595-8550 and view the current inventory of vehicles at Auto store of nc.com
0: it's summertime and that means it's time for the catalinas the catalinas are celebrating their 66th anniversary this year performing across the carolinas proud members of the north carolina music hall of fame and the beach music hall of fame Go to Catalinas.net for show schedule and to request bookings. For corporate advertising opportunities, call 336-777-6362. It's the Catalinas.
5: When I think of Mountain Valley Hospice, I think about the caring and understanding. They did so much. For me and for my family comforting me watching a parent gradually go away. I don't know how we could have done it without them.
2: Here at Mountain Valley, every moment matters.
4: This is Lamella Ball and you're listening to Tobacco Road Sports Radio on WWBG 1470 AM. Your home for Hornets basketball in the triad.
3: Welcome back to Alpaca and Michael Davis on Tobacco Road Sports Radio and WWBG 1470 AM. It's part of your TGI Friday lineup. You might be watching us on our YouTube channel, Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Be sure to subscribe. And we got the biggest, officially the biggest panel in Owl Pocket history with six people on the panel. You know, producer Desmond Johnson. You know Carson Williams. You know Esteban Serrano, who's celebrating after last night and We were welcome in for the first time from Sports Illustrated, the All Hornets team. First, we're introducing Nicholas Mullick. Nick, how are you doing?
1: Doing pretty well, you know. Uh, Not a fun draft. We'll get to that later, but, you know, I'm (laughs) I'm happy to be here. Thank you for allowing me to come on. It's finally nice to meet you, Desmond, and uh, Matt uh, on the screen, you know. (laughs) <laughs> we,
0: we've known each other for like months, but it's all been through like Twitter texts and uh, tweets yeah, and text through, and through through DMs yeah. But
1: it's 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 just awesome to see you face-to-face, including you, Matt So I'm happy to be here, ready to talk Hornets And, you know, I'm just excited to be here, yeah you know?
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome, excited to be, have you here uh, Glad Dez slid in the DMs to get you on Now, if, you, if you've been watching OutPocket, you know how much I've been messing up Victor Wimbenyama's name I finally got it right. So, Matt, let me try this real quick. Matt Alquiza.
6: Close, Uh Alquiza. You. Al- Al- you you, Al-Kiza. you know the, yeah the u the u is kind of silent. Uh, yeah, Alquiza.
3: Alquiza. Matt Alquiza. Well, that led me astray earlier with the names. <laughs> but,
0: what? <laughs> you, you, well, yeah. I just typed it out uh, again. <laughs> same with Matt. We've never met. We just know each other through the All Hornets platform, and most of our conversations are through a Twitter thread has been going on for like three months so usually <laughs> i'm just talking to them about their first names or their handles but this is the first time we've all met so what's up matt what's going on man What's up, man? i'm doing good excited to be here thanks for having me on
3: thanks for being on the back robot guys of course well let's get into it because the charlotte hornets passed on scoop henderson which i'll go ahead and say for the record that's who they should have taken and they instead took brandon miller from alabama uh Nick cesare I I'm, I'm just ashamed.
1: To. I'm ashamed that they took Brandon Miller. I did not want Brandon. I wanted Scoot. He was right there, and you decide to go. At, here's the one thing I don't understand as well. And you? I've mentioned this previously. I don't. Number one, you, in the NBA draft, you take the best player on the board. Scoot was hands down the best player on the board. Why are you drafting Brandon Miller? Which I also have a big issue with random Miller, too, because I'll mention it later. But why? I'm just so frustrated right now that this organization, again, again, they don't go best. Because this is what they've done for years. They don't take the best player available. I'll, the one that angered me the most previously was when they passed on Donovan Mitchell for Malik Monk. Mitchell was the best player on the board. And yet again, Jordan ignored the staff. He ignored this. He ignored that when he took Monk. Now, I'm not so sure how this one was run because – and this got me – I was delirious when I heard this, where it w- it was so confusing who was running this draft. At one point, you have Mitch Kupchak saying, oh, I'm going to make the pick. Then you have Michael Jordan out here saying, oh, I'm going to make the pick. And at this point, maybe it was LaMelo Ball who made the pick, but <laughs> – you know what I
0: mean? It's, our friends, hey, Brandon Miller and LaMelo, our friends, maybe snuck in the back door and was like, hey, get this guy. Oh, oh, <laughs> maybe, but
1: I think, the. and then I'll go to Matt because I want to hear his opinion on this. The one thing that annoyed me the most, the two things that plagued this team last year was injuries and off-the-field issues. Those were the two main issues. And I remember, I think, Kukchuk saying that he was going to fix that, like, you know, especially with the off-the-court stuff. Why are you bringing in Brandon Miller, who is known to have off-the-field issues, like, and you even had Terry Rozier, who basically life tweets supporting Scoot over like, over Brandon Miller? Like, what's going on here?
0: Let it spill out of your heart, Nick. Just let it come yeah, it's, out. It's so,
1: I was so frustrated. I, uh, listen, Brandon Miller's talented. I'm just so frustrated they passed on Scoot for Brandon Miller. It's, it, it, it's delirious. Oh, my well, God.
3: Well, Nicholas honestly took all the words out of my mouth because he, he, <laughs> he sharing a got brain tonight. That is money's <laughs> worth. <laughs> <more. laughs> I, I talked myself into Brandon Miller, and then Nick came in
0: here, and I'm like, hey, I'm jumping back on that man. Forget Brandon Miller. Oh, I want him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what did you uh, think about Brandon Miller going number two overall to the Hornets?
0: Yeah,
6: I mean, for weeks, I kept saying, I was on the phone with a buddy yesterday. He asked me who I would prefer, Miller or Scoot. And I said, you know, the Hornets aren't close to winning a championship right now, right? They're far from it. Uh, Scoot would have made my day-to-day life a lot more fun, right? Him and LaMelo Ball in the backcourt together, that is just like a fun backcourt pairing. They're going to run. They fit really well together. Uh, so honestly, up until 8.15, I was hoping for Scoot. Brandon Miller was a pick. And Desmond, like you, I have now talked myself into Brendan Miller and why he is going to be a very good NBA player in Charlotte. Um, it's not every day that you get a chance to draft a guy who is six foot nine that is going to be a knockdown shooter right away that can handle, that can make plays, um, can be a secondary ball handler, ball handler to Lamelo, not in the way that Scoot is, where he is you know pressuring the rim and uh, using his explosive athleticism to get by guys, but Brandon Miller can handle. He can make plays for his teammates. He's just a good basketball player. I mean, that's that's what mm-hmm. it is. He's he's going to be a very good basketball player from day one. Does he have the ceiling that Scoot does? Maybe not, but I think his floor is a lot higher than Scoot. I mean, you yes. can't teach. Six, I, I don't know much, about that one. Much, it's I,
1: higher. I, I, I think that Scoot has the higher floor and the higher ceiling than Brandon Miller
0: was. And... I'm just I'm just so frustrated that here's here's my fear, fear. right there. Here's my fear. My, the reason why I wanted Scoot uh, uh, from us working over at all Hornets, I was more worried about Scoot becoming a bigger star than Brandon Miller. Not so much comparing the two of them, but I was more worried about that that aftertaste of Hornets fans know what I'm talking about where we missed the guy. We missed that prospect and then he goes off and becomes Dame Lillard or somebody and we're stuck with Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. And it's just like what are we doing? And Everybody. I don't think you are. Though. Brandon Miller's not even a bad player. That's the problem here with the equations. He's actually a good player, SEC player of the year, freshman of the year, uh, second team All American. Like I said, he, he destroyed my Tar Heels opening, opening up the season in that four overtime game. It was the first loss they had and kind of started their downfall for the rest of the year. So I know who Brandon Miller is. Like I, I'm aware of what he can do. My thing was he was playing small forward and I'm thinking, we already have two small forwards. Like we couldn't get them both on the court with Gordon Hayward and Miles Bridges before, and it sounds like they're bringing Bridges back. So, yeah,
1: this, this, does this mean no that control? does this mean that Bridges isn't going to be coming back? I
0: think and they're going to move. I think they're going to move the no no So it'll. Probably, so but that's I, I don't know with the new ownership too. You'll have two 6'9 guys in your backcourt, and I don't know any other backcourt in the, the league that can say they'll have two two dudes that are
5: 6'9". And it works so well. And they in theory. That's beautiful, guess, yeah. oh my beautiful, beautiful fit. Here's the thing, and you guys are not going to be happy that I
6: say this. I will. Carson, I will be. I'm sure <laughs> well, I will be. you
5: might be. I don't think so. Uh,
3: we'll invite Nick back. Even if. Even oh, if, God.
5: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I just – listen, the one thing I want to say is, first off, I wish Brandon Miller well. I don't want the guy to fail. That would just be totally unethical. I want him to succeed here. I, I, I would just want my team to win basketball games. Like, even when we were hurt and the season was de- done, I just want to win. I want this team to be a playoff team. And yeah, I feel were, like... We were against you. Know, you right, get,
0: remember we didn't want to win at that point. You were the only yeah. one. <laughs> and all yeah. I was like, we need to win but, games. No, but
1: like, at no. that point, the pick was locked in. The pick was locked in. We had nothing to do. I don't want to see another loss. I just want them to win, and I felt like we would have had more of it. Because let's be real, I don't think I don't think Steve Clifford and Cupcheck's jobs are safe with the new ownership coming in. I don't, because when I, I mean, we've seen this all the time with new ownership, they want to get their guys in right away. They want to get their new their people in, and if they want to save their jobs this year, they need to win. Now, this is the time to win now. If you can't win, you're you're done. I don't even I, – I just – they better know what they're doing here. I hope Miller succeeds, but I just think they would have had a better opportunity to get in the playoffs with Scoot there than
5: with, you know, with Brandon Miller. Here's the thing. If you're the Hornets, are you trying to make it to the playoffs and be a first-round exit because they're not going to make it past the first round and – then get like a draft pick 1520, or are you trying to build? You're not they're probably not gonna be great next year, but they're gonna keep building, and that's what you're supposed to do if you're a poverty franchise like the Hornets. Yeah,
1: but but here's the thing though, this franchise hasn't even gotten past the second round. I yeah. want this team. I don't care how many we win in the first series, I just want them to get there. I don't care if we get eliminated in the first round, I just want to see them win. I don't want to sit here and watch another losing season
0: well I, I do think that, the core that that they have, for them I think they would have made the playoffs this past year if it wasn't for injury injury basically because this was a team honestly it was a four five six seed in the eastern Conference if fully healthy if, if we're being honest with each other it it was somewhere in the middle it wasn't a Milwaukee or a 76ers or even that I was looking at Miami won that division with 44 wins when <laughs> you won our division with yeah, four wins like I mean come on like we weren't that far off, like literally. So I mean, if you if you have God a healthy word. and it's been the past two years, this Hornets roster has been like this, where they've just been decimated with injury. uh I don't know how many games Gordon Hayward's actually played, but when he does play, they've typically won those games. But I'm at a point where you can't depend on Hayward. He's an expiring contract, trade him for some assets. If you really want to see what this team can do, you got to get rid of the older guys, the guys that you over, exactly. uh Hayward, Hayward, um, the guys that are t- clogging up starting minutes, get those out of here and play these young guys like, like golden state did in 2012, 2013 when they finally shipped off Monty Ellis or Monte Ellis and let Steph clay Draymond run. And they had a vet like Andre Iguodala to kind of keep them on, you know, on task. That's what they need to do with this, this talent. You've got a core now of LaMelo, Brandon Miller, Mark Williams, mm-hmm. And apparently, Miles Bridges and PJ here's Washington. another thing
1: oh, too that no right. one's mentioning. No one's mentioning this as well. Next year, our first round pick. We don't have our first round pick. I believe it's San Antonio's proper, proper property, if I remember correctly.
0: But so go, we, we don't, don't have. Our, yeah, go win.
1: We need. To, <laughs> if you want to win, now's the time to win. If not, that pick's going to be higher, and you're not going to have a happy fan base when that happens.
3: Here, here's here's why I have a problem with Des's comment, if I may, like. You're saying ship off all the veterans and play the young guys. No, well, you, not just so, you just not drafted. You just drafted somebody like number two overall who has off the court issues, who supplied a gun to his teammate. Like the police said, I, there
0: was nothing to charge him with. Yeah, witness, athlete. not an accomplice. And I, and there, no. so Desmond, forward.
1: he was involved. Come on, yeah. like he was yeah. involved. If the police no, are saying he he's not, we have to accept it. We have to accept
0: that he wasn't, then he wasn't found guilty. And he wasn't the,
6: the, the, a the, a Hornets, the Hornets' front office has has absolutely gotten all the information they need from that you. incident. They've to make them feel comfortable with not, drafting yes. Brandon At Miller, which
1: I thousand percent agree with you. on. I'm, I'm just saying Brandon Miller he still doesn't come off light in that like very well in
0: that. Do I, I think, do, do I think it should cost him his livelihood? No, no, absolutely think, not. Uh, no. And, and, and in the end, if he if he serves a better purpose for the Hornets than what Scoot may have, a six foot two guy in the back with with Lamelo. I can talk myself into Brandon Miller and LaMelo. That's well. what I
3: was about to say. You're stealing my words.
0: I can, I can talk myself oh, into no. it. But
1: it's Here's
3: like... Nick, don't turn on me, please. I'm, I feel <laughs> I'm still, right
1: he's now. stealing my words and the reason is like, I sh- I'm i not going to completely give up on Brandon Miller. That's ridiculous. I mean, you shouldn't give up on a prospect right away. I'll give you an example as well. This, and this is my football site. Daniel Jones, people were giving up on that guy right away. It took time, but in time, he turned out to be one of the better quarterbacks in that league you shouldn't give up on a prospect right away but in in the short term with Wait. the facts being there
0: whoa whoa he's whoa, whoa. You you one of the better quarterbacks in the league well what? i'm a new yorker i get to say that you no
1: i'm a jets fan i'm a jets slash jaguars fan <laughs>
6: Wait, you're still saying that Daniel Jones is one of the better quarterbacks? I have, you to or else, you know,
1: I, I have to or else the neighbors will come after me.
6: <laughs> Carson, I, I still want to hear what you were going to say earlier. I, I yeah, want to yeah. agree with um, what you were going to say.
5: Even if the Hornets wouldn't have picked Brandon Miller at number two, the right choice would not have been Scoot Henderson. They should have either shipped it off. I would have liked one of the Thompson twins better. The fit is just egregious. It doesn't work. He's a point. He's
0: really a point guard. Okay, I, he really, I he's do. a point just, guard. I actually yeah, I do guard with that was a point
5: guard. They're both incredibly ball dominant. And if there's one thing we know about this league, is that two ball dominant players do not work. Let me it, let me ask Matt doesn't.
0: this real quick and get Matt in on this. Uh, Mike Fanning, a uh, super fan of uh, Out of Pocket and. Uh, Part of Tobacco Road it says Hornets need to trade for Zion. Uh, that was floating mm-hmm. around. All Hornets, mm-hmm. we were talking about it back and forth. Uh, Matt, what were your thoughts on that in terms of bringing Zion into? Uh... <laughs> I can't even finish the question. Zion for <laughs> Brandon Hill, straight up. No. If,
6: if, I, had to, now? No. if no. I had to like rank the options yes. of dr- like the draft pick or trading for Zion, it would have been Scoot number one, Brandon Miller number two. is my preference. And then trading for Zion was like the third out of those. If you're telling me that Zion is going to come to Charlotte and be healthy and play 75 games, he vaults to number one immediately. Like What we have seen from Zion is, I think, better than what the perceived ceiling of Miller and Scoot would be. Like, the 25, 30 games that Zion played last year, I mean, he he was a force. He just didn't play basketball for a year and a half and came in and averaged, what, 25 points a game immediately um, with his, like, size and athleticism. So if you're telling me that Zion is healthy and that he is, you know, going to play 70 games a year, his ceiling is higher than either of those two guys. But what we know about Zion, you know, his injury history, his now- off the court issues that have popped up here recently, uh, right, he, he bumps a third. He bumps a third issues. Yeah, m- maybe not the right word. Uh, off the issues. court proceedings. Uh, you know what he likes to do in his. Uh, uh,
1: uh, bumps bumps uh, a third, and I say, Let's just say it's baggage.
0: <laughs> hey, he's a grown I'm, man. He's allowed to do whatever he wants to do. Like we, yeah, know. I, I, I know, but everything.
1: I'm I'm just gonna say baggage. There's no reason <laughs> to dive deep on
0: that. <laughs> Um, before you guys get out of here, uh, I, we I, honestly, I wanted to bring you guys on um, when Mike suggested it, so we could hear what you thought about the rest of the draft for the Hornets instead of uh, just the Brandon Miller stuff. What you feel about some of the other picks that the Hornets had?
1: Uh, yeah, You can start first, man. I, I start way too. <laughs> Go ahead, man.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Nick Smith is awesome. Uh, I mean, he's like a little bit on the like on the skinnier side. He battled injuries in college, but I mean, it's just a bet on talent. He was the number one recruit coming out of high school. Uh, didn't get to show all that he had to offer at Arkansas, but I think mean, it's an upside play. When you're drafting guys 20, out of, out of the lottery, you're praying for a star, and Nick Smith has qualities that could make him a star. He's you know an athlete. Uh, he has a decent shooting touch needs to blow up a little bit, um, but there is like, there is a ceiling there for him. James Najee won't be in Charlotte for at least two or three years. Uh, big upside play again, betting, gambling on a star, 18 year old, a seven foot five wingspan. Uh, he could be Clint Capella if he, you know, develops the way that the Hornets hope him to be. Uh, and I don't really know a ton about Amari Bailey, but Nick, I don't know if you have anything else to say about him.
1: Well, i will to start with Nick Smith. I Like everyone, I I think I even heard Mitch Kupchak say, like he was a top 16 pick in this draft, which I wasn't that guy. I I, I saw him as the, you know, in the right spot where he went, but I think the Hornets really took him because he and, uh, he and Brandon Miller were like high school teammates. So that sort of reminds me of like, you know, the connection to make sure Brandon Miller will be happy where he is sort of like what, you know, the Knicks did when Jalen Brunson came in and they traded for Josh Hart. You know, mm-hmm. make them happy. You know, make always make sure your uh pl- your star player is happy. I'm
0: not, I'm not mad at that actually. That I mean they had five picks. Well, four when they traded up, but uh yeah, actually yeah. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. I'm not mad at that at all. I I guess that'll be they'll be swarm uh Roommates. <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> I, if Brandon Miller is playing for the Swarm this year, we did something very That's wrong. I'm going to be bad. I said it last night, too. I'm like, right. we were picking number two. I better not see Brandon. Because I cover for you guys for the Swarm down here. Mm-hmm. We better not see Brandon Miller in Greensboro. Not once. I don't want to say If you're shaking uh,
6: Brandon Miller's hand, it better be in Charlotte. It better yes. not be in Greensboro. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's just, <laughs> the bench. He better not come near the Greensboro city limits. Like, don't even drop your here. Like, just, just go around it.
1: I will say I will say one thing. As for the other picks, I wasn't too big of a fan of. Uh, as for J- I can't say his last name, so if he's hearing this and I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, James Naji. Uh, I I like the player. I hated the trade up because I didn't think we needed to trade up three spots just to get him. I mean, yes, we have an insane amount of second round picks, but I don't really think a trade up was needed to get him. He would have fall- fallen to that spot, and I was so upset that we didn't get Rupert. Because uh, he was one guy I wanted, and this team's needed a swingman for so many seasons. And I know, like in Hornetland, he 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 doesn't come great because of his contract. But has this team really had a swingman since Nick Batum left? I mean, say what you want about you know his contract was awful. He Is didn't, Brandon you know. Had a
5: swingman. I was about to say you're you want to <laughs> swingman? You're-, you're upset about Brandon Miller? <laughs> no, yeah,
1: Brandon. Br- Br- he has potential to be that. He has potential. He's like but, a definition, I feel like. <laughs> I don't think – I'm not so sure about that. I mean, mm. I'm
0: we'll not so bring, sure about We'll that. have to bring Nick and Matt back. Uh, yeah, we'll, for, we'll, um,
3: we'll, we'll definitely bring Nick and Matt back. We'll definitely bring himself. Nick back when uh, we're ready to grill on Daniel Jones and the football. <laughs> yeah. uh, but real quick, uh, Matt and Nick, this is your first time on OutPocket. Where can people find you? We'll start with Matt. Yeah,
6: Twitter, I got my handle right here, mlkiza8, uh, always tweeting about Panthers, Hornets, UNC Charlotte, sports as a whole. So that's where you can find most of my stuff, it always gets retweeted on there.
3: Sweet. Nick?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's just my name, uh, at Nicholas Mullick. Uh You'll find Hornets stuff, you'll find football stuff, you'll find video game stuff I write on the side. But, nice. yeah, send me a message, you know? And we're, are you a PlayStation <laughs>
3: or Xbox guy? Both. Okay. If you got 2K, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll beat you real quick. And
0: the whole Hornets uh, team, we're busy throughout the summer. Like We're not yep. done. We've got all kinds of stuff coming out. Matter of fact, I have a, uh, a top 10 Hornets all-time podcast series that we're going to be putting out probably in mid-July that will have some of these guys involved with it, uh, roundtable discussions with that. They're, we've always got something cooking. Follow at, at all underscore Hornets on Twitter, and you can get to everything. And uh, before they go, I want to say shout-out to Skylar Callahan, uh, mm. our, our fearless leader. Uh, had gotten into an accident with his wife and his dad um, a couple weeks – well, no, a couple days ago. In on collision. Uh, everyone's okay. His wife's out of surgery and everything's fine, but we're kind of holding the holding the thing down while Skyler's recuperating. Uh, but that's my brother and ours in arms from Believing Panthers as well. So I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that he was okay and uh, that all Hornet, the whole all Hornets family's, you know, thinking about him and his
3: family. Yeah, well, well said there, um, praying for Skyler because, you know, He's done some really good stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, his health is super important. But uh, Nick, Matt, thank you guys so much. We'll connect on Twitter. I'll reach out to you guys, get you guys back on here.
1: Of course. Of course. Thank you for inviting us. And Desmond, it's a pleasure finally meeting you in person especially
3: you Matt I will be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> now now I now I got some good news right here. Uh we're going to skip our final commercial break to touch on uh, a couple of trades that happen in our final 5 6 minutes of the show and one of those was Chris Paul. Carson mentioned, you know, point guards never work. Well, Chris Paul's teaming up with Steph Curry. Uh, Esteban, what do you think about this move?
4: Uh, he's not winning a championship. I can tell you that right now. If it, if he does win a championship, it's going to be like KD, right? And everyone says that the Warriors carried him. I think that's going to happen if that, if that is the case, right? But you gotta, you gotta also understand the warriors are also getting kind of toward the end of their dynasty, right? Their players are getting older. You know, we're not seeing as much bang from them anymore as we did a few years ago. Um, So he, he actually, he went from Washington to to golden state. Right. So it was kind of like a, a trade after a trade in that yeah. way. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know as for, I can talk about Phoenix real quick. Right. Because I, I, yeah. I don't know how Bradley Beal fits in with the whole Phoenix uh, team there. Yeah. Carson's kind of like, uh,
5: he's
3: yeah, it, f- it feels, uh, it feels uh, weird. It it's
5: feels weird. weird. Carson. Uh, well, first I want to touch on Chris Paul. Um, Esteban said that, you know, if he does win this championship, he's going to have the narrative that he got carried to, which uh, is going to be true if they do win a championship. But when you're 38 and uh, and you're ringless, you're just kind of chasing it at this point. You know, um, <laughs> I I hope I hope that he wins when I've always been a big Chris Paul fan. Um, Beal and and the Phoenix is is probably the craziest thing I've ever heard it just doesn't work out on so many levels because all three of the players have like the same offensive skill set. They're all mid range assassins. None of them pressure the rim. Well, uh, they can all like, they can all hit threes at a high clip, but like, that's not their forte. They don't have one great playmaker. Bradley Beal was a better playmaker when John Wall left, but like, he's still not a playmaker that can bring them together. Like Chris Paul was, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And, They've traded away their entire future. They have nothing to do. I don't know what – I don't remember the GM's name for the Suns, but he has got to be fired because the Suns are going to be just stuck for the next decade. Seriously, it's insane. (laughs) They'll Carson, either have a really
3: 35. good shooting night or they'll just be completely off.
5: Because well, that's, they're so reliant on it. That's
3: look a, at the it, three. It, look at the three, the big
0: three they put together, and Beal and Durant and and uh Booker and Booker. They've all had injury concerns the past three or four yes, years. I exactly. mean, like, they basically bet the farm on it. What how old is Kevin Durant? 34, 35. He's gotta be. He's they, up they've there been it on mid thirties, Yeah, and he hasn't had a complete season since like 20. 34. He turns 35
3: before the season starts. So,
0: so On a middle aged Kevin Durant, a Bradley Bill who just missed a whole bunch of a season last year, and Devin Booker who missed some time, and you don't have anything really trade worthy wise except for
3: Deontay Aiden. I
0: mean, and not that's, to mention it. Whoa, 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 Carson, Carson, Carson.
3: But but before you go, we just heard that from the Lakers guy who's building a team around like 40-year-old LeBron, glass AD, (laughs) and nothing else. LeBron is (laughs) rarely out,
0: injury. And AD, while he might get hurt a lot on the court, he rarely misses games. He's only missed one playoff game. He, he runs into well, because he hasn't made the all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time he falls down, everyone's like, "Oh gosh, he's gonna get hurt." But he usually comes right back in the game. Like, right, I'm kind of figure out his thing. LeBron is LeBron. He's like a cyborg or something. I don't know what how he's able to even. He's LeBron
5: James, wow. but they they to catch you off of the guys. No, Ooh, you are you no do? for sure. Austin um, Reed. I was just saying they have five players on contract right now. Five.
6: They got Durant,
5: Bradley Beal, <laughs> DeAndre Aiden. Devin Booker and Cameron Payne. Whoa. What are you supposed to do? They have one uh, mid-level exception, and then the rest of the guys they're gonna have to draft. They're gonna have to draft on um on the minimum.
0: They would have been better <laughs> off not trading for Durant, keeping the team they had, and then trading yes. for Beal and yes. having Beal there. That would have been Durant. much
5: better, actually.
0: They would have still had Cam Johnson. They would have had Mikael Bridges, who's going to be a star. Like yes. they traded off all of their assets.
4: You remember this was a team a few years ago that made the finals.
0: With the guys, yeah, yeah,
4: they They're they crazy. lost to the Bucks in the what was it, 21, 22? Yep. Yeah, yeah.
5: twenty one. So and they, they, they were there. They had it already.
4: To Carson's point,
5: mm-hmm. they were
4: already there. But now it's going to be now it's going to be another decade, probably, of just miserable existence. Yeah, like it's been for like, the Spurs. Finals. Yeah,
0: yeah, Durant's not getting back to the
3: finals. What, what'd you say, Mike? I said, like it's been for the Spurs. And then you said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
4: no, we I got that. No, we we'll got that. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. No, it. it that's what building a team's about.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well you you got you got a good one victor win maybe you can uh entice james harden to come to the spurs
4: uh, uh no 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 oh. don't don't, don't. That's <laughs> a, man, we don't want that
5: <laughs> what? I I yes, don't say, that's
4: a
0: whole other show that's Yeah. A, <laughs> well we're out of time <laughs> <laughs>
3: well we are out of time we're we're against the hour thank you so much for matt alquiza no alquiza alquiza see I I, I tried getting Victor Wimbenyama's. Now I got to get Matt Alkiza's name. Uh, Thank you so much for popping in. Nicholas Mullick, thank you. Esteban Serrano staying on for the entire hour. Carson Williams staying on the entire hour. His Carsonites. And Desmond Johnson producing the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Al Pocket with Michael Davis today as part of your TGI Friday lineup. It continues on Tobacco Road Sports Radio and WWBG 1470 AM right now. And we will see you next week with the potential James Harden to Spurs. Probably not. Probably oh not. não, não, não,
2: não, 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 não,